I honestly feel like stories going into 2020 are how everyone is going to cut through all the clutter and crap in everyone else's marketing. Cause like Facebook ads, you're building on someone else's platform and all these other algorithm changes, you have to keep adapting, but stories are always going to be the same if you can produce a really compelling one. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. On the previous episode, we heard from Nathan Hirsch. Nathan is a rock star and he is the creator behind FreeUp, a freelancer marketplace with a unique spin on hiring. They just sold that company and he talks all about it in this episode. Click back to take a listen, but stick around. I've got Julian Danilak. He's a great friend of mine and he is in the origin story master. He has a way of pulling details out of people to get the story that will create customers in their business. Listen in to what he has to say. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I'm here with the awesome upcoming entrepreneur, Julian Danilak, who goes by Jules Dan. We're so excited to have him on the show today. Jules, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me on the show here, Lisanne. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So Jules and I have had an opportunity to get to know each other. We both went through the same program to help us launch our podcasts. We both launched our podcasts on the same day, both got a lot of traction that we were, we were actually just totally geeking out about and talking about that. And I'm so excited to hear more of, of Jules' story today and what he does for entrepreneurs. This guy is a storytelling master. And I just tell, I'll tell you like from someone who's listened to his podcast just in the last couple of weeks, it's very entertaining. It's fun to listen to. And he's just, he's He's, he's a great guy trying to make a great impact in the world. So I'm super excited for us to hear from Jules Dan today. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. No problem. Thank you so much for that kind introduction. And I know you absolutely killed it with your uh, podcast launch and whatnot. So definitely congrats for that. Um, yeah, thank you. It has been a bit of a wild ride to getting to where I am with storytelling secrets. Where should I even begin? Because I've been doing this online thing for about two years and I definitely did not start in storytelling. Uh, should we go back to the very start? I, 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 do, we, do we really want to go back that? Yeah, let's do it. Ago? Yeah. We want, we want to go, we want to go all the way back. How did, how did this whole thing start for you? Oh man. Okay. So when I was 2017, this is how far back it is, right? I was overseas backpacking as you do find yourself or whatnot. No, but really, I, I had these. I was I was uh, backpacking around British Columbia, hitchhiking, being on my own. Had to really sort of gain confidence in myself, and 
I had these two books with me the whole time in my backpack. They were basically my library. And there was the seven habits of highly effective people. And there was tools of Titans. And I remember everyone would laugh at me being saying like, why are you carrying such a massive book in your backpack? But really it was just like a self-discovery sort of part. And I came back feeling like I was indebted to really help and serve. And what I first did was that when I came back is that I started trying to help older adults with mobility. Cause I'm actually a personal trainer and a group fitness instructor. So I thought that was a real problem I needed to do. And that was my first business sort of venture. And then I quickly found out that, you know, there's a lot of regulations and legal loopholes and uh, older people are normally not that wealthy. So I quickly realized that's not the right thing. And so there's a lot of these little stories that like leapfrog one to the next, the next, I don't know how much detail you want to go into, but what I realized then was that, man, I've got all these great experiences from my trip. I'm going to start doing some blogging. So I started my first dollar online. I got my first dollar online with something called steam it. Steam it is this cryptocurrency blogging platform. And I was posting photos on there and everyone was like, Oh, this is great. I've got tips for Guatemala. I'm like, Oh, I mean, this is so good. I'm making money. I'm making an impact. This is great. And then what happened next? Start of 2018, there was a massive Bitcoin crash. Yeah. And from $50 posts went to about like 50 cent posts. So that idea went like just fell straight on the concrete, had lost all momentum. I'm like, what do I do now? So that is rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was rough. It was rough. But it was like, I was motivated. I was, I was like, I had my first, have you, when was the first time you made your first dollar online? How did you feel? Oh, I felt like a million bucks. It was like, it was like $50, but I like seriously felt like I was like, just the luckiest and most wealthy human being because you're like, I did it. <laughs> right? Yeah. What did you do? What was that first sale? So it was with an info product. Oh, cool. Nice. Your own info product or did you sell it to someone else? No, it was, it was mine. Yeah. So that was even cooler, right? It was something that I created that someone saw value in. Yeah, exactly. So and you feel awesome. that buzz, that energy, and you just like, wow, I need to do this again. And so what I did was that I started this personal brand in biohacking, which is if you listen to the Bulletproof podcast, that is a perfect example of what biohacking is. That's from Dave Asprey. It's like Bulletproof coffee, fasting, um, sleep hacking, all this great stuff. And uh, I built the stuff. I did what everyone said not to do. I built the platform. I spent ages doing all the things you're supposed to not do first, which is like build a website, create all these videos. I didn't make a single offer the whole time. I didn't do any sort of properly mark, proper marketing. I was diving deep into marketing, learning about it, not actually creating an offer for anyone. And in six months, I did not make a single cent. It was, oh. it was, it was pretty bad. And the, everyone in my whole family is just like, what, what is this kid doing? Like, and uh, it, was, it was pretty rough. And so what happened was next, after like six months, rethinking like, what can I really do here? And I saw there was a gap in the market. I saw how bad so many local business Facebook ads were going around. And it's actually relevant for your audience because they're into their Facebook ads and whatnot. And my first thought was, wow, this is so easy to fix up. Like I, I'd done all this learning in Facebook ads. I've done chatbots in my, the, it was called body mind biohacking that personal brand fitness. And I, I saw as an opportunity, 
maybe it was like a scarcity mentality, but I saw it was very lucrative. I eventually, I started going into business to really want to help people make that impact. So I read those two books feeling like I need it. I'm indebted to the world, but then something triggered my head saying like, I need the money. And uh, that's like a twist in the story. Like it, it kind of went down this wrong path. So I started serving local businesses. I saw some amazing results quickly. Um, started getting them some leads, some sales, but my, I, 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 I was just not serving the right audience. They, they were like five bosses on me and occasionally like it would be taking way too long for them to get back to me. And it was like this, are you getting me leads or not sort of relationship? Not like I'm a business partner with you. Um, have you ever had a client like that before? It's pretty awkward, right? Oh yeah. It's, it's super, super hard if, if the mindset of your, of your client isn't what works for what you're trying to do for them, for sure. Yes. And sometimes people don't understand what the main, what the understand, what the idea of a test is. Like you need to spend money in order to test. And it's just like, why am I making, why am I getting leads? And it's just like, ah, oh, why did I sign up for this? And the one time I started experimenting with stories and bots it worked in this restaurant campaign that we did. It was like a giveaway campaign with bots. And it took me about two weeks to convince the owner that stories was a good idea. Finally did it, got the campaign, went well and all. Three days later, they call me. Oh yeah, just letting you know, we're bankrupt. We're going out of business. Yeah. And that was my last client at that point. And then that was, I put my foot down. My, I'm done with local businesses. No more. No more because I'm done with this shit. <laughs> but at so that point, I was, yeah, I was like, who, who am I serving here? And I think everyone has this question when they're starting out. Some people will say like, oh, shiny object. You know, don't follow the shiny object. Whereas if you keep chasing that shiny object, eventually you will find the audience you want to serve because that first dollar online rush might not be the audience you want to serve. It's just that rush. You're, you're clouded by endorphins and dopamine, but then really you're just like, why am I here to do this in the first place? And yeah, yeah exactly. I had that feeling and I was stuck. I didn't do any work for like two, three months. And I went through OFA, one final away challenge. Really good. Didn't really do anything. I didn't launch. I remember I had the funnel ready and I never clicked launch. I don't know why. I had cold feet, built, built all the assets, did everything. I was just like, I just never did it. Wow. Pretty, what, was, what was that funnel about? What did you build in that funnel? It was about bots. It was an info product about bots and how I used case studies for the restaurants and stuff like that. And then I don't know why, but there was this feeling inside of me. It was just like, do I want to be known as the bot guy? And I was like, mm. I was like on the fence about, it. I was like, it's, it's like, yeah, I'm okay at it. I'm good at it. But do I want to be known as a bot guy and pursue this? And then I just like, just stopped. I just didn't press play. Wow. <laughs> pretty dis- yeah. Pretty, pretty disappointing. That's, so what, that's a powerful question. What do you yeah. want to be known as? I wasn't sure. I was still seeking, still searching. And that's when it led me to this Facebook group. It was, uh, Science of selling. It was Steve Larson, capitalist pig guy, landed in his group. I never checked Facebook groups and everyone was making all these offers on this page. I'm like, what is this all about? Everyone's like, buy my free fun, get get my free funnel, get this free thing. I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a turn off. And it was they were, they were actually selling an offer for OfferMind. These are their affiliate deals for OfferMind. 
And I looked into what Offermind was. I saw it was a lot of online entrepreneurs. I was like interested about it. And then I thought, I saw what the type of the businesses people had, online coaches, course creators, they were very driven for impact and results. And I listened to the testimonials that some of the people had. And I was like, yes, these are the type of people who sound very interesting to work with. So I went on a hunch and I said, I want to go to Offermind, but I want to find the best offer on that page for an affiliate offer. And one of them was, her name was Una. And Una was the only person there who made an offer to actually introduce me to a bunch of different people at the event. And for someone who's from Australia all the way to go to America and not know a soul, it would be pretty difficult to just sort of get in there and be like, Hey, how's it going? Like, yes, you can do that. There's nothing, I'm not saying you can't, but this was like an easy no brainer offer to go on and took the offer, spent a lot of my money to get there. And, uh, had actually a great Airbnb host. They were both Aussies too. But anyways, the, the offer was insane. I go to this barbecue with Kevin Steven. You know Kevin? It was his house. And I met all these other great entrepreneurs there. And I, I knew that these are the people I wanted to serve. But the awkward thing was like, everyone was saying, oh, what do you do? And I, I, I kind of didn't know what I wanted to say. And I knew stories were powerful. And I said, I, kinda, I, I create stories inside of chatbots. And everyone's like, yes, that sounds awesome really awesome and during the event did you go to Offermind by the way I sure did yeah oh, but I did wow. not I did not meet you ah okay so you're gonna know this Lisanne very well right that Steve Larson every single concept was pre-framed with a story is that right yeah absolutely he had stories coming out of his backside like like wow like so many stories and did you feel like he connected them and bridged them to everyday living as well? So you could really understand them. Absolutely. Yes. And then how good was it when, or did you notice this as well? When one of the speakers, his name is Dan Derricks is the dream 100 guy. And he told us, if you hear something valuable, I want you to go. Oink. Oink. Yeah? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then did you notice how, the better storytellers were the ones who got more oinks. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have one last question. <laughs> Did you notice how his entire $25,000 pitch was just done from stories and successful marketers who, were, who died and told their stories and then use that as an ultra persuasive tool to make his offer an absolute no brainer. Totally. Yeah. Yes. And how many people did you see sign up for that $50,000, $25,000 deal? Oh, there were over 50. I counted. Yeah, yeah. And I, I calculated this. Over 50 is over $1.2 million. And the, just for your listeners, people were not just walking over. People were like madly like power walking to get to that table. And then they just kept, kept dropping story and story and more value. And it, it was here. It was just like my brain was clicking like, wow, stories are so damn powerful. I need to get obsessed with this right now because I, I feel like I'm just on the cusp of what is what the potential is. I came back from Offermind. I had one week, but then here's the twist. I'd planned with my dad to go to Ukraine. That's where our family's from 
for three weeks. So all that momentum and all that sort of hype and all the people I'd met and I've said, I want to do all these deals with people just pulled under me. I was like, I have to, I have to go to this, but I need to go to this because it's a special for me, like for me and my dad to do this. And so we went to Ukraine and I switched off from social media. I switched off from learning and I just learned and, and I, sorry, I just wrote down my journal. I just reflected and just enjoyed the holiday. And it really started to bring back some ideas of how I could approach this. And I listened to this one amazing podcast. We're on this. So Ukraine's a bit an impoverished country. There's, I've got a great video as well. There are potholes on these roads everywhere down this windy pothole road. And I kid you not, we're probably going in the US. It's probably like three miles an hour. I, I'm not kidding. Three miles an hour for an hour dodging potholes. And so I was like, dad, can we have this? Can we, can we listen to some business mindset podcasts? He's like, yeah, sure. Put it on. Put it on. It's James Wedmore. Have you heard of James Wedmore? Uh-huh. He's a great podcaster. And it was always one about giving you energy in your work and like finding what is your right work. And he said, if you're feeling exhausted at the end of your day, then you're in the wrong work. Even if you're really good at your job, you should find something different. You should keep searching until at the end of your day, you feel energized from your work and you feel like a 14 hour day isn't a slog. It feels good. And I was like, wow, doing done for you stuff is what is draining me. I enjoy the bot stuff and whatnot, but wow, man, it drains the crap out of me just sitting down on the computer, staring the whole time. Anyone can, anyone feels that same way. If you're staring at a computer for too long, you're not interacting with people. You can get pretty grumpy. <laughs> and that's when I came back. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I'm sure, you know, the feeling when you're creating a Facebook ad campaign and then something's missing and then you just say, ah, oh, and you have to go back and it takes forever. Like, and I empathize with your audience and you as well. I've been there. I, I know what it feels like. So when I got back, I reached out to those offline contacts and I said, Hey, I would love to be able to do something a little bit different. And that is to create the story inside of your chatbot. but I'd love to sort of like get the story out of you first. And this is where I really sort of to hone in on my, my skills, I guess. I gave them the epiphany bridge script story. So eight questions for your parents, for, for your parents, for your audience, you don't know this. It's a script that Russell gives inside of expert secrets. So you've got the backstory, you've got the wall, the desire, the conflict. Sorry, sorry, no, sorry, I'll start again. I should know this backstory, the desires, the wall, the epiphany, the plan, the conflict, then the trans the achievement and then the transformation, right? But here's the thing, right? I gave this planner to the three clients of their, uh, three clients of mine and two out of the girls, Evans, sorry, uh, Ruth O'Neill and Chantel Page Turner. I gave them the questionnaire and they all said, they both said, I can't do this. It's too hard to write. I can't do this. And Evans, bless his soul for giving a go, but what he'd written was not compelling. It wasn't good. And it's not their fault because not everyone can articulate their thoughts on paper. So instinctively, I thought I'm just going to interview them. So I interviewed them. Afterwards, 
I got a transcription and afterwards all that said, I've never been able to get so much clarity out of my story. Thank you. Thank you for getting that out of me. And that's when I realized I've stumbled across a hidden talent. Don't want to like toot my own horn or anything, but I was unconsciously doing stuff that I didn't realize. And I went back through the transcripts. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what did I do? That was, that was really helping them. And yes, that's kind of at where I'm at right now. So that's where I started storytelling secrets. I knew I was onto something and trying to figure out the best of the best and how they use stories and learn from them and then get better. Because I honestly feel like stories going into 2020 are how everyone is going to cut through all the clutter and crap in everyone else's marketing. Cause like Facebook ads, you're building on someone else's platform and all these other algorithm changes, you have to keep adapting, but stories are always going to be the same if you can produce a really compelling one. That's my story. I love it. I love it. Well, and Jules, I love how like you are, you are right in the middle of it, which just makes you a really, really cool person to talk to because a lot of the entrepreneurs that I talk to, you know, they're having to like look back at like where you are. And so I, you're offering like real time insights and um, sharing, shedding light on the, the evolutionary process that entrepreneurs go through to figure out what their niche is in the world. So I really, really appreciate you being willing to, to share what your journey has been like so far. It's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you as well. Because, uh, you know, sometimes I try not to waffle on and I try to make it as condensed as possible. You're a good listener there and just let me speak. So I appreciate that. I love it. Well, so tell me like, so you have this idea of like pulling stories out of people and then automating it in a bot. Like, do you have like a goal of like, like, where are you going with this? Or are you just like, I don't know, like, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Exactly. So yes, uh, I have done it. I have created it um, and it has converted like crazy um, and people were complimenting through it. The problem is though, is that this is just for me. Are people willing to learn how to do the bot stuff? If someone's brand new, if someone's really into this stuff, then wow, this stuff can really work for them. So I am currently deciding whether it is going to be focusing on just pulling out the story all the bot stuff. And for me, I'm still on that journey. It's, 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 it's hard to really convince people about a bot because you know, for a fact, there are so many bad bots out there and they just leave a real bad taste in people's mouths. And, uh, it's a, it's a difficult sort of thing to navigate at the moment. That's my like quick condensed answer. No, I love it. So what are you doing to figure out the answer to that question? Okay. Good point. Uh, I have just run a launch campaign right now for myself and that is just to test my offer. So everyone else should know that you should always just test your offers before you go build them out. So I definitely know that the, uh, the getting the story out when it comes to an interview, instead of getting people to write it, I'm onto something and asking the right trigger questions and figuring out sort of what are the real desires, the frustrations, the hopes, the dreams of your target audience, and then being able to teach people how they can then interview their own clients and poke at those, those pain points and get a really good compelling story. That, that is where I'm seeing this going at the moment. And uh, we've had some good success so far. That's awesome. I love it. So, and, and tell us like, I would love, since you're being so open with your story, what have, what, what for you has been a huge 
roadblock or wall as you have been trying to, to figure this out and sort out all these details? Uh, okay. So definitely for sure it is. So trying to persuade people who don't understand bots, know the value of bots that they can be used as a really good tool to put your story in and come off as an ethical and non-invasive way. And that has been the roadblock that I've been hitting really hard right now. That's interesting. So people know that they have a problem with getting their story out, but they're not necessarily solution aware in terms of that bots is a good solution to tell that story. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people, they, they're aware that the stories are very powerful and they're like, yes, I'd love to learn the story. And then you present a solution saying, this is how you can take your story to the next level. And that's when people are just like, ah, uh, and even though I'm presenting, you know, some like stories, some case studies, everyone's like, I don't really sure. That's fascinating. That's awesome. I love it. That's a great, that's a great problem to, to work on for you. I love it. Yeah, yeah, totally. So um, what uh, I, I would love for you to uh, share how people can follow your journey. I mean, this is like, guys, this is someone who is in the middle of it and he's not afraid to do stuff. I mean, just in the last two weeks, like he's launched beta offers for his program. He launched a podcast where he's talking about this and he's interviewing people as he's working through his journey. Um, how can people follow what you're doing and learn about um, your storytelling secrets? Okay. First off, low commitment way, go to iTunes, subscribe to Storytelling Secrets. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, publish twice a week. So you can just download all the good stuff from there. If you're really serious and you want to get more closer and hear what I have to say and my teachings, everything else, there's the Facebook group that you mentioned. It's very easy to remember. It's called Storytelling Secrets with Jules Dan. And uh, yeah, you can just type that into the Facebook search. That's probably the best way. I love it. Okay, so we're going to put the links to those in the notes so that people can get a hold of them. Um, and I just have a couple other questions for you. So Go for it. One question is like, I love how you said that you, even though you're in um, more the beginning side of your journey, like you've obviously dove deep into uh, self-improvement with like reading Stephen Covey and uh, Tim Ferriss with, with those in learning marketing. What have you found to be the most powerful marketing tools that you've used so far as you've launched this thing? Powerful marketing tools. And you mean like from could, all my trials and tribulations and failures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it could be it could be like a software or it could be an actual like marketing approach or a tactic. It could be yeah. anything. Okay. I will tell you something. Two, can I give you two tips? I would love that. Listeners are not going to complain over that. Okay. Tip number one, that is to... So I had a fresh list, started from zero, built it in about two, two days, about hundred, nothing special, anything. But what I did was to really get people indoctrinated into who I was and get a feel for, oh, he's the story guy was that I started writing short little Seinfeld stories about my day, my past, and really link it to a principle of who I am and some characteristics, but linking that back to a lesson or a call to action and not trying to be spammy at all trying to be witty and the open rates and the click-through rates have been very good no one's said i think there's been like two unsubscribes and no one has said stop sending me emails so nurturing that list at the start by just being clever with your stories and linking back to every day um if you want to get better at storytelling 
um, and you want to indoctrinate people quickly, but you feel like the soap opera sequence, that scripted autoresponder thing is a bit cold, I'd recommend doing that. The second awesome. tip, yeah. The second tip is that because I'm in all the way in Australia, um, the time zone, getting the time zones on the right on the money when it comes to posting is a bit harder for me like i know when to do it but sometimes life just gets in the way and you can't do it and you have to do plan b option when it comes to times well when i launched the group i pressed play for the us north american time on about four o'clock on a friday afternoon and i i realized it's probably one of the worst times you could probably click go for anything like that and then i was going for my walk on saturday in the beautiful Australian eucalypts everywhere and birds tweeting. I was thinking, how can I pull this around? I thought, oh, I'm going to video message every single person in the group and tell them that the group has opened and tell them that I've got a competition for giving away stuff for being active in the group and tell them that the live is coming on Monday and that reignited the group. It took a few hours to video everyone, but the people who did saw it were very appreciative. They were wowed and it was, it was a little sort of ace, ace up my sleeve to, to reignite the people engaging in the group. That's awesome. If there's one thing I've learned about you from this interview, it's that you never give up and you're very resourceful. So I love that. that. I appreciate those tips. That's awesome. Okay. So I've got one last question for you. And the question is it. this. So, um, you know, you've shared like some of the outward uh, experiences that you've had and, and the people that you've been able to meet and the events that you've been at as you've been mm -hmm. on this journey. What have been some of the behind the scenes transformations that have occurred for you over the last couple of years as you've been on this journey? Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I read is a good question, by the way. One of the things I read in Tools of Titans, one of the great things that he labels are success habits. And there are two success habits that I've had since that journey. Can you guess what they are? Oh, I can't wait for you to tell us. Okay. Number one is meditation. I've been a meditator for two and a half years now, for like at least 20 minutes. And that is one of the best ways to declutter all your thoughts, to just press reset um, whenever a lot of crap is flying around and you just need to get your thoughts clear. I always come back to that. And it doesn't have to be super hippy dippy or spiritual. I use a guided one and I just follow that. Dr. Joe Dispenza, if anyone's interested, he's got like a $6 meditation. It is so good. I would highly recommend going that, getting that. And like I said, journaling, oh, I didn't say that. So the second one is, uh, <laughs> the second one is journaling and reflecting. And uh, there are five questions that I ask myself. Should have got this out earlier. I'll get the, I'll just off the top of my head. First of all, you have, this is from Marcus Aurelius. And if you don't know him, he's this one of the first Roman rulers, emperors who was not an, a, who was not an ass. Basically he was, he was really kind to the people. He was virtuous and he came up with this journaling strategy and he's got in his book, it's called meditations by Marcus Aurelius. And he talks, talks about these five journaling things in your day. And one of them is, reflect uh so you, if you have a problem you want to be subject you want to write it objectively in one sentence and then you so that means no feeling involved then you write subjectively how you feel and then you just scribble lots of different solutions 
that involved you and then you come up with an answer. That's number one. Number two, that's called weeding. Uh, number two is reflecting on your day. Just talking about what happened. That's pretty self-explanatory. Number three is note-taking. What did you learn? What observations did you see in the world? Something's interesting. You can use these in your Seinfeld emails. I do that all the time. <laughs> Number four is planning your day ahead. So always, if you're not super, you should always definitely structure your day out. Uh, I know it's like a no-brainer, but sometimes we just forget to do it. Awesome. Those are awesome tips and, and, and powerful practices. And what I love is that it's not something revolutionary or huge or secret or whatever. It's that you need to spend time meditating, centering yourself and making sure that your nervous system is calm and you need to journal to make sure that you're self-aware and that you reflect. So those are powerful, powerful tools. And uh, I'll just second Jules's thoughts on that, that those are practices that I do on a daily basis and they are a game changer for me. And I can tell mm. A difference in my day when I don't do those versus versus when I do. Exactly. Yes. And I just want to pose a question to you. What what has been some like big ahas that you've had maybe from like meditation, from journaling that you know for certain that have come out of it that have really helped your business? Yeah. Well, I always I always like I, I say that my my biggest places for revelation where I receive insights, I have two places. One is in the shower. And the second one is when I'm writing in my journal and I call my pen, my revelation stick. And how it works for me is when I'm reflecting on my day and I'm writing, not just about the events, because it's not just like, dear diary today, I had an interview (laughs) with Jules Dan, like, but I share the feelings that I had about the experience. And as I share those feelings, impressions will come to me about, um, something that I need to apply in my life or, or into my business or something that I didn't see about a situation that I, that I need to see. And so the writing, it's kind of like, like rewinding and replaying the situation, which allows you to, you know, it's like anytime you see a movie twice because you know, the ending, you see more, more things the the second time you go through and you're like, Oh my gosh, like they set that up perfectly in the movie. And I didn't see that the first time. And so journaling for me is like that. It's like rewinding and playing back my movie. So I'm sorry, I didn't, yep. I don't have like a specific one, but it happens every time that I, that I write in my journal. Yeah, 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 totally. I, I, I completely agree with you. And it's just a habit that any person who's trying to get this thing in business and things don't go right, or there was an opportunity you missed or just something to reflect on instead of just compiling in your head and then going to sleep with a lot of crap in there. Just get it out into paper. I love it. Awesome. Well, those are powerful insights. So Jules, thank you so much for joining us on the Marketing Matrix podcast. It has been a pleasure having you on the show today. And um, I really, really appreciate just you being honest and for all the value that you've shared with with listeners today. So thank you so much. No problem, Lisanne. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Matrix podcast. On the next episode, we hear from Sumit Harish. Sumit runs a digital marketing agency focused around plant medicine products. His passion for this niche started as a kid. His story and results are seriously amazing. So make sure to listen in to hear his story and marketing techniques. And while I've got you, I, of course, wanted to remind you about two things. One, the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. Guys, this is a toolbox that is filling up more and more each week with free content from our guests to help you in your marketing 
journey. Number two, the Facebook group where we have conversations about marketing focused heavily around Facebook advertising. Guys, that Facebook group is growing and it is rocking. So we'd love to see you in there. To get to that group, go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninjas. It's called Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle brands. All right, that's it for now. See you next time on the Marketing Matrix.